Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. It really is. It really is Bloomberg Markets. I'm Corey Johnson yep, here. Yep, nothing artificial here. Right here over the San Francisco Bay, looking at the water. I can't really see the water under my feet. Yeah. Thankfully, there's a floor. That's a good thing. Here on Pier 3. I'm Carol Master at our Bloomberg 1130 studio in New York City. We're going to go to Los Angeles, though, and talk with the president over at Magnet Advisors because VidCon is underway. And uh, Mike Vorhaus is giving a keynote speech talking about uh, multi-genre online video stuff. The way we watch TV is changing. My, yeah. so my kids, for example, have no idea how to use the remote control. If it's not, they can find, they could sort the way through Amazon Prime or Netflix or whatever. They can do that. It's a new era. All right, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. First up, though, back to your top business stories. Here is once again Charlie Pellet. And I thank you very much, Carol Master. And let us begin with crude oil. NYMEX August WTI crude futures settling at 42.74 a barrel. And the numbers at the close of floor trading on the NYMEX brought to you by USCF. Invest in what's real. Visit USCF Invest. Investments.com. That's USCFinvestments.com. Stocks are rebounding from two days of losses. Crude has halted a three-day route. Healthcare shares adding to the recent rally. The dollar staying lower as jobless claims came in slightly better than expected. Gold is advancing up 380 the ounce to 1249. Uh, that is a gain of three tenths of one percent. The tenure up 330 seconds yield 2.15 percent. S&P up three to 2439. Up two tenths of one percent. The Dow is up twenty six points, up by one tenth of one percent. Nasdaq up fifteen, up by three tenths of one percent. Only weeks after President Trump accused Qatar of funding terrorism, the nation's flagship airline has made a surprise overture to acquire a major stake in American Airlines. Qatar Airways is one of three Persian Gulf carriers that large U.S. carriers have criticized for unfair competition, and it is seeking to acquire a major stake in American Airlines Group. Michael Sasso is following the story for Bloomberg News. American has been one of the uh, leaders in the charge against the Middle Eastern carriers. I would say that Delta has been the largest uh, kind of opponent of Qatar and the other Middle Eastern airlines. In fact, Delta just yesterday had an event, a rally for their employees employees in Atlanta basically to talk about the threat from Middle Eastern airlines, including Qatar. So it's very kind of timely that this investment was made or announced today. And American Airlines shares advancing today by 1.3%. Again, recapping stocks higher, S&P up 3 to 2439. That's a gain of two tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie, thank you so much. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, Corey Johnson, we are Bloomberg Radio. You can stay all night and play with my TV. TV is the thing this year, this year. TV is the thing this year. Maybe it was Radio that year. Was this year, TV is a whole different trip. Mike Voros joins us right now, president of Maggot Advisors. Uh, he's in Anaheim today at a thing called VidCon, which in and of itself, Mike, is a, is a fairly amazing yeah. thing. Who do you see at VidCon? Give, give me a name of somebody I've never heard of who's huge. Uh, a, a, a big name that you've never heard of. That's a hard one because I'm not a 13-year-old. So, uh, you know, the big names that I'm watching are the people speaking at the at the industry track. 
but you've got all kinds of, you know, is it Jack and, and Ellie, I think, are one couple that people watch all the time. But, you know, you've got thousands of people with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers on, on YouTube, and they all come to VidCon, and they line up to get their signature. And I'll just say I've never seen so many teenagers who don't have pimples. You're right, though. There is so much content out there, uh, and you do. You talk to – I talk to my nieces and nephews and the things that they're watching. It's, you know, it's just – there's tons of different things uh, and people to follow and watch. Mike, uh, what is it that we need to understand as investors how the digital video market continues to evolve and what it means for, I don't know, some of the traditional players, whether it's cable companies or content providers? How do we need to think about it as investors? Well, first of all, let me point out to you that when I went to, I think, the first or second VidCon a number of years ago, all you had were moms and teeny boppers, and now you've got all kinds of media executives here. So obviously they all think that there's something to learn. I mean, I think the thing that media executives really have to learn is that their definition of quality, their definition of what's going to make someone sit down and watch is not necessarily the same as every other generation. And this generation has a combination that is the millennials and the plurals, these, you know, kind of, you know, 13 to, to 34. You know, they have a ton of choice in terms of content. They have devices like crazy. They've got three, four different devices they can get TV-like content on. Uh, and there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people making content now, these YouTube celebrities, these live casters. So it's not just three networks and... uh and it's not just, you know, 10 shows a season. You know, now there's hundreds and hundreds of hot shows for, for all kinds of people, including uh, uh, super young people to pick from. You talk about teeny boppers, but uh, a phrase from a different era. What percentage of Americans <laughs> between the age of 8 and 64 watch this stuff, this, these digital videos daily? Every single day, 44% of everybody in this country, 8 to 64, who has access to the Internet, 90% of the country, is watching this type of video. It is not just for the kids anymore. I mean, the kids are watching it every, you know, a great majority are watching it every day. But even your grandparents, even your parents, you know, even your boss, they are all watching YouTube and Vimeo and Facebook Live. Uh, it is not just for kids anymore. So what does it mean... In terms of, again, like the companies that we should be thinking about? I think it means a very more challenged uh, advertising environment. I think, you know, you've seen now for a number of years that TV advertising uh, in the traditional sense has been static or only grown a tiny bit. You know, there's starting to be slippage and people are spending ad dollars that would have gone on traditional TV on a network, you know, two, three years ago. Now they're putting it on YouTube. They're putting it on Facebook. So there's a lot more places to go and buy video, much more uh, improved targeting to buy video digitally, much better sense of your return on investment. So the guys out with the three martini lunches selling TV ads to their old cronies, they got a lot of work to do to stick uh, uh, to stay up top with the uh, with the new emerging video uh, uh, giants who are kids. Uh, it, it is also interesting the sort of long tail effect here too. That that is sort of this is just going to mean that that the the impact of of major artists are harder to come by. That the tent pole events like the Super Bowl get more important because the intermediate events like who's on ABC Thursday night at nine o'clock doesn't matter as much. That so is twenty exactly seconds, right, Corey. 
completely polarizing. We got a ton of content at one end, and we got less and less up at the old traditional high end. Mike Vorhouse, President of Maggot Advisors, uh, thanks for keeping us up to date and making us all feel really freaking old. Speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, Mike Vorhouse uh, from Maggot Advisors. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Corey Johnson at Corey TV on Twitter. She's at Carol Masser on Twitter. And this is Bloomberg. It is time for a check on your latest world and national news headlines. Let's uh, check in once again with Adrian Mitchell in our Bloomberg 99.1 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Adrian. Hi, Carol. Hi, Corey. The secret is out. The Republican health care bill crafted behind closed doors has been unveiled. Bloomberg national political reporter Sahil Kapoor says the Senate bill is similar in many ways to the House version. The basic features of it are the same. It's a huge, it's a steep cut to Medicaid. Uh, it unwinds it in, in, uh, over the years. That There's a phase down that's a little bit different than the House bill. It begins in 2020 over three years. But it also unwinds the tax subsidies, the refundable tax credits, and the Affordable Care Act. Um, and it repeals the various tax hikes primarily on upper-income earners uh, and various health industries that were also in Obamacare. House Speaker Paul Ryan says he hadn't seen the Senate's health care bill until its release this morning. I have not. I've been briefed on the Senate version. I've been a little busy myself. Uh, I've been briefed on the Senate version of the health care bill. Democrats in the Senate say the GOP health care plan would result in millions of Americans losing coverage and higher costs for many others. A long-time Washington mystery is a mystery no more. There are no tapes uh, existing anymore, uh, if there ever were of the president's conversations with James Comey in the Oval Office. We finally have an answer to one of the biggest mysteries since what's in Al Capone's vault. Bloomberg's Alex Wayne. The president says on Twitter he has no such recordings and did not make any. Democratic lawmakers are renewing their efforts to get Deutsche Bank to turn over information about its loans to the president. They say federal laws against such disclosures do not apply to Congress. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Adrian Mitchell. 